Welcome sports fans to the hottest sports podcast in the game, JT and the Don, with your hosts, Jimmy Thompson and Donato Bucci. They're covering the most current issues in sports from the 305 to the 412 and all the way to the West Coast. You can follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at JT and the Don or email them at JT and the Don at gmail.com. Now take it away, guys. Welcome to the next episode of JT and the Don. I am the Don, Donato Bucci. And remember to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and whatever platform you listen to all of your other favorite podcasts. And remember to please leave us a five-star review. Thank you to Nicole Thompson for the great introduction and to our guy, Mike Regina, for the wonderful intro music. As always, we are on tape delay from our satellite studios in Washington, D.C., and our new satellite, temporary satellite, in Calgary. So, in Canada, let me welcome in everyone's favorite, JT. How you feeling today? You really got to stop saying that we have all these offices slash satellite studios because somebody's gonna eventually want to tax us and want us to pay that so you keep running your mouth we're gonna have a bill that we can't afford jt you always worry a lot listen we will open up the books <laughs> yeah of course i have to you, you will because sometimes you don't make smart decisions you, we will open up the books they can see we are making nothing we do this for the love it's our passion all right so not and worry say free, about it. Say free studios every time. Anytime you say we have something on air, just put free or gifted, like in the phrase with this. So. No, because then it may be. I don't know how that works, but I mean, at least if we're paying, it's an expense. Then you know, it's an expense. How, how about you just stop putting our business out there? You brought it up. So anyway, no, you you did. You're like, oh, we got a studio here. We got this. We got this analyst. We got. They people don't need to know who we're paying, where we're going. What studio we got? We just we just two guys on the phone. We don't have any studios, guys. So we got, we got to seem. Don't fancy. listen to him. Uh, we got to seem fancy. You just made it seem like we're just you know n- not legit now. Thanks, you, thanks, JT. You, you ever seen you seen American Gangster before? Can we can we get started? You seen American Gangster? You saw what happened yeah. when Frank Lucas the one time he decided to go fancy. That was the end. But go ahead, yeah, let's start the show. Can we start? I mean, speaking of legit and fancy. How about Giannis Antetokounmpo, JT, huh? So Tuesday night, the Milwaukee Bucks won the NBA championship, their first one in 50 years since 1971 by defeating the Suns 105-98 to take the series four games to two, thanks in large part to Giannis, who scored 50 points. JT is only one of seven players to ever do so to score 50 or more points in a finals game. He added 14 rebounds on his way to being named finals MVP. So there's a lot to unpack here, but let's first start with was Giannis. Giannis was clearly the MVP, right? No argument there. I mean, why are we even talking about that? I don't know, because you felt at one point it could be Chris Middleton. Yeah, but I mean, I was probably prisoner of the moment in a private conversation but once again thank you for putting our business up business out there but yeah I mean Giannis I mean when's the last time he had a game where he didn't put up like 25 and 9 and maybe like four or five assists I feel like he's done that almost every game even in the Brooklyn series he was like that so and then to go out with a 50 point 
game and you know that's the game that's the series clinching uh win yeah i mean anybody else would have been like what are you doing yeah so i mean no no doubt it's Giannis. so the thing is will he and i think this is the more important question is will he win well first i want to say shout out to Giannis. congratulations great job way to do it in milwaukee the team that drafted you all your hard work you put in so jt and the team now, that you picked to win it all right you picked them to win it right I had picked them back in like November, December to get to the finals. I'd have to go back and listen if I had them beating the Dallas Mavericks or not. But back in December, I did. He say, must not have had them beating the Mavericks because actually, I keep I think setting I did. you up to take this credit and you won't gloat. But maybe you I, didn't pick the Bucks. I think I did. I think I did. I know I had them winning the East, and I and I think I said it's Giannis's year. So, JT, will he win another title in Milwaukee during his career? What's what's your gut tell you there? Because my gut tells me no. Because I mean, if we're being honest, I mean, as Giannis was phenomenal this playoffs. I mean, and he's always he always plays at that level. But I mean, he's got the guys around him. I think Drew Holiday's signed an extension, so he's there. Um, I'm not sure if Middleton has an extension, but he's they're probably gonna find a way to work him in. And the other guys like Tucker, Lopez, and you know, like DiVincenzo, like they can always find guys to take those roles if they, if and when they leave. But let's be real. The, the real MVP of the finals is Kevin Durant's shoe. Because if he doesn't step on that line, there's a chance, there's a highly likely chance the Nets win that series. And the Nets are in the finals and they probably win. And everyone from people like us to casual fans to, you know, these analysts that get paid millions of dollars were saying it's a landslide that the Nets are going to win. So, I'm assuming Kyrie, Harden, and Durant are going to be together at least the next two or three years. I say they at least get one or two of those, maybe three appearances. It's going to be tough for the Bucs, I think, the next four or five years to win another one. I mean, it was they've got lucky with this one. So I'm going to have to say no, but I'll probably regret it. Yeah, you know, I, I think he does. I think he does, and there's a couple of reasons you bring up a good point with the Brooklyn Nets. They're still, I believe Vegas just already came out with the, the odds. They're the odds on, they're the odds on favorite to win again, but this is the thing. LeBron's getting older. KD's getting older. And you talk about the Nets. One of those three guys is going to get hurt. Like it's, it's inevitable. It's inevitable. It is inevitable. And you talk about KD shoe more like if Kyrie just stays healthy, yeah, maybe the Bucs don't have a shot. But when I made that prediction back in November, December, I was factoring in the Nets just aren't going to be there yet because of either injuries or they haven't played enough together. And that was before they even got Harden, I believe. So you just didn't you also didn't trust those three guys for one of them just to develop into that that guy that's going to have to carry them to a finals because usually they're either not making it happen in crunch time or they're being carried by somebody else. Well, I believe KD. You're saying the Nets. I believe KD is that guy now. But this is the thing. He's getting older, and so is Steph Curry. So I know a lot of people are going to say, well, what if the Warriors get Ben Simmons or they have, you know, a top 10 draft pick? Like, Steph is getting older. Kawhi, who knows? You know, they're talking about him going to the Heat now. I don't even know if you would make them instant contenders because we don't know about Kawhi. He's always hurt. So Giannis, I think with this win, will now be able to recruit to Milwaukee. So yeah, you've mm. got Drew Holiday, you've got Middleton. 
he's going to be able to get the guys that LeBron used to be able to get to go to Miami, to Cleveland on those discounts. And his career is going to last longer at this point than LeBron, KD, Steph, and Kawhi, and any other guy that's in his prime right now. So I kind of disagree with you a little bit on the recruiting part, just because it just seems like Milwaukee got lucky that they have a superstar that other NBA players really don't see as that type of guy. Like, you know what? I want to go wherever you are. I want to play with you because I like you. Like, they just don't see – they don't – I'm not saying they don't like Giannis. They just don't vibe with him like that. And But that team was built around him. Like, Middleton was there when he was there. And Drew Holiday got <clears> – <throat> excuse me, Drew Holiday got traded. And all the other guys are just, you know, like filler pieces. Like, I don't see – um, like Brandon Ingram and like Damian Lillard saying like, you know, what? oh, we're going to team up with Giannis in Milwaukee. Like, I just don't think they vibe with Giannis like that. See, I disagree now because now that he's won a title, guys are like, yo, this guy can carry me. If I need to win a title and I know I'm a second or third stup- superstar, I'm going there. You don't think Dame Lillard now looks and says, man, I could have been Drew. I could be Drew Holiday, right? I Bro, don't need to be act, a man. You act like this the first time you ever seen Giannis put up ridiculous numbers. He's but this been is, doing – he, he He's an MVP. You're missing been, my point. Hold on, He's been killing in the playoffs, and guess what? Everybody – Everybody who is a player wanted to give Steph Curry the MVP this year. You're missing my point. My point is now that he has won, he's elevated. Yes, people respected him before, but it's same with LeBron. They respected him in Cleveland. He could get no one there. He goes to the Heat. Even after their first year, it was like, oh, what, who can we bring? It wasn't until they won that all of a sudden guys are like, yep, I'm going there to finish my career to win. He went back to Cleveland. Guess what? Now Kevin Love wants to come. That's not happening if LeBron doesn't win a title, KD, why does he go to Golden State? Because they won a title. No one was trying to go to, with KD, but once he won a title, he went and started his own thing with the Nets, and now everyone wants to go there. James Harden. He started the own thing in Brooklyn with his boys. But, I mean, we'll see. I just don't. But he didn't start the, with the James Nets Harden. Best James chance, Harden was willing to go there. The, the Nets' best, I mean, the Bucks' best chance to win another championship while they have Giannis there is they better – make sure that the role players they put around him are as good as the ones they had this year. Like they need the size, the three point shooting, the defense, like they can't miss on that because to be honest with you, they were just as pivotal as Giannis's big games were too. Cause let's let's not act like Giannis doesn't have limitations. Can't shoot free throws. That's a big thing. He's, he's not really a three point shooter. He's unstoppable at everything else, but having those other guys around him makes that team dangerous. So if they miss at all with those role players, like guys start to get paid way more and salary cap gets a little bit thinner, that's why I'm kind of hesitant to say they can win again. Well, of course, you're always going to need the role players. So put it in the books. JT says no. What's the time frame on this? I too? say I said, yes. See, I, his I, I his career. From you. I said career? In, in Milwaukee, however long he's there. You think he's there for life? I don't. Maybe he's there another eight years. Maybe let's just let's just say life. let's let's put five years on it. Next five years, you think they'll win one? Yes or no? Yes. All right. Cool. And you still say no? Okay. Yeah. All right. So JT, I mentioned earlier, fifty points, fourteen rebounds was, I believe, seventeen of nineteen from the free throw line, which really was key. Ben Simmons could never. <laughs> why you got to? Why you got to bring him into that? Was this the best performance you saw? in an NBA final series. I know we've watched a lot of basketball. That specific performance in the whole series, 
was that the most impressive, the best you've seen in the NBA Finals? To be honest with you, I'm, I feel like I've been watching Giannis put up like 30 and 12 and five assists forever. And I'm just, it is impressive, but it just didn't strike me as like, oh, like, this is like the most impressive. Like some of those LeBron games where they were playing the, um, the Warriors, where he was just like unbelievable from the field, had the rebounds, the assists. Well, I'm just like saying the whole series, right? Not yeah, just yeah. I feel like game. Yep. I would take, I would take some of his performances, especially the, uh, was it, was it 2016 they won? Yeah, 2016. Yeah, yeah, I would say the 2016 final series from LeBron against the Warriors is probably the best I ever seen. Um, and then I'm putting in uh, Kawhi's run with the Raptors. The Raptors that was just ridiculous too, but. No, I can't say it's the best I've ever seen with Giannis. I'll tell you what, what I saw from Giannis, though, was impressive, bro. He had 42. Oh, of course. He, he had 42 game two. I think he had 40 even in game three. Now another 50. I mean, this was what he averaged. 32.2 points a game, 13 rebounds, five and a half assists, a steal and a half a game, and a little over a block a game. I think it really comes down to a three three-person race. Giannis. I believe MJ in 93, but I got to go with you. I think it is that 2016 LeBron. Let me just give you the stats real quick before we move on. And remember, they were down, what, 2-0, then 3-1. And he had 29.7 points a game. So pretty much 30 points a game, 11 boards a game, nine assists a game. And this is really, I think, the most impressive. Two and a half steals a game and 2.3 blocks a game. That, I mean, also, what was his uh, field goal percentage? I feel like that was pretty ridiculous, too, in that series, right? I, I mean, it was 49.4%. So so not great. He no, shot. You're, maybe you're right about the series, but I felt like some of those games, like, like from the floor, and like maybe like one or two of those games. But, yeah, I, I agree. Like what he did in 2016 was unreal because like nobody thought they could win that series. Yeah, but this is up there, man. I mean, what Giannis was doing – it's up there. I mean, you got to put in like some of Shaq's performances too. Yeah. Yeah, you do. You do. I just think these are a little bit more dominant when you have a, a, a guy on the ball. I'm, I'm sorry to the big men, but when you have a guy on the ball nowadays, I, I think it's a, it's a little different, but I definitely hear you with, with, with Shaq. So JT, now that Giannis has kind of gotten that, you know, that monkey off his back, right. In terms of the title, all right. Who is the next guy on at the top of the list that has to get that burden now off their back and win a title? You mean anybody not named Chris Paul? Ooh, you have him at the top. Well, I mean, because I feel like that's what the whole series was about. You know, like, oh, it's no, CP's last I, I'm asking you because I don't have him at the top of that list. Well, I don't because I feel like his like – we talked about this on a previous show. I think his legacy is already set whether he wins a title or not. We want him to have one, but, I mean, it's not going to change our opinions about him if he doesn't get it. But um, who's the next guy up that has to get one to be validated, you mean? Not, not validated, but but to get that burden. You know, they're, they're carrying such a heavy burden because they don't have one. That's tough. Um Cause I feel like it's maybe it's James Harden, but I mean, I feel like people are kind of pushing him a little bit into the CP three category. We're like, you know what? You just going to be Barkley and we just going to live with the great stats that you give us. So I'd put him up there. Um, I'm just trying to think who else. So I think while, it's too, 
while, while you while you get another guy, I'm going to agree with you. I think it's James Harden at this point, even though he's not the number one. But I still feel like if he does not win one, having been an MVP, I think that's the difference between him and Chris Paul, right? Harden's got an MVP, right? He was the main man on a lot of those really, really good Houston teams, and they failed in the playoffs, and it falls on. So if he I, doesn't get one, and this is the other guy I'll put at the top, which I know you may not agree but it's kind of the honest situation here. Now that he's got an MVP, Jokic, the pressure's on you, buddy. In theory, I think you should be right. The reason I will say I 100% agree on Harden, I think that's that's probably the top choice for both of us is if Harden doesn't win a title, I think that severely shifts him down into a different tier of player like all time because as great as he is on offense, it's one thing to be good at scoring but it's one thing for fans to not enjoy the way you play the game and score. So like his best case for being at this top tier is the one thing like a lot of casual fans hate about him. Like they hate how they have to watch him, like go shoot a million free throws and, you know, get all these, you know, and ones and stuff like that. Like they were manufactured. So yeah, I definitely think Harden needs one Jokic. I'm not really saying that just because one, they're in Denver and he's not the only guy. And I think he just, he just had a really good season and people just took notice i will say another person i would put on that list and you might totally disagree with me is i think it's donovan mitchell and i'm gonna tell you why because i feel like people in the the higher ups in the sports world they're really hyping him up for real like i heard some stuff about donovan mitchell this year and i was like what like that's how people really feel about him like comparing him to d wade saying like he's the best player in jazz history and you know they're like oh to be the superstar in the league and like i don't me personally i think he's a really good player i don't see it but like the media is like quietly ascending him above some guys that you might think are better than him but i think it's going to be on him to do it soon yeah you know i had thought about him but i just think with him being in utah and still kind of young and them and them still building that team uh and not having one mvp i mean the guys that are on this list harden jokic MVPs. So no, but, no, uh, Russell, Russell Westbrook. Or is nah, it this time has passed. I, I think so. I think so. Um, now this is an interesting one. And I must, I must say this next question. I did take JT. I, I, I took it upon myself. Got to give credit to, uh, um, ESPN. Who'd you steal it from ESPN? I believe. Okay. That's not the question bad. is most likable superstar right now of these three: Patrick Mahomes, Giannis Antetokounmpo, or Shohei Otani. Giannis, it's not even close. I think so too, because in the NFL, it's hard because it's football and there's all these rivalries and everyone's, you know, so invested into it. It's hard for everyone to like a particular person, right? Like there's New England fans. There's uh, Denver, Las Vegas, San Diego, or LA Charger fans that don't like Mahomes, right? But with Giannis, I think just everyone likes him. I mean, I was, I have no affiliation to the Milwaukee Bucks, and I was really happy to see him win. So I think with Giannis is, I think you just, people legit just think he's genuine. Like every, like he's goofy. Like he's just, he's just him. Like he's everybody still sees him as like this uh this innocent naive like gullible like kid and he's he looks like a grown man so when people 
feel like you're genuine and you're just like a nice innocent person like everybody's gonna be more likely to relate to you Mahomes I think looks wise he looks that way but I feel like if you listen to him he's got a little bit of edge to him I mean it's football you got to be a little bit cocky and arrogant like he's there I feel like if he had a different voice people would definitely probably see Mahomes in a different light but the voice and like his baby face kind of do that for him and then Otani I just think he's too new on the scene as a star at that level where people don't they know he's great but they don't really know him yet so um, he could he's a guy I think could grow into that because I think he is bringing people to baseball that don't even really care about baseball just because of what he's doing and then also too like he's bringing back the shine to baseball so if he can get people to really know who he is he could be up there with Giannis as like a likable figure across the board yeah I agree I agree um so with Giannis, I want to go back, JT, to game five of this series, all right? And his block on DeAndre Aiden's. Yo, why is everybody sweating this block? I, I, It was good. Don't get Did me you wrong. watch it live? Yes. I, okay. No, Let me yes, finish yes. the question. Let me finish the question. All right. On DeAndre Aiden's LA Oop attempt from uh, Devin Booker. So my question is, was it a better block than LeBron's block on Andre Iguodala in game seven of those 2016 NBA finals? Hell no. Absolutely not. Like what Braun did, that was crazy. I, I I had never seen anything like that. And it was just bigger impact, man. Like every every game they were playing, like every every minute was for their lives in that series versus the Warriors. And I just felt like that block was has such a big like momentum swing like for so, both teams did you watch the Giannis block yeah I watched okay. it I see I so, watched it I've seen it okay. a million times okay. I, I don't, I'm not saying it's not hold, a great hold on you you answered the question and I respect that you're gonna try to find some way but you you love Giannis this much and you hate LeBron this much I Yo, do seriously, not. he don't even have to answer the question because it's obvious where he's going with no this. listen I don't hate LeBron I I, I must admit, even though I'm not a Miami Heat fan, I'm still a little salty he left the Heat because I think he could have really – He could have had a dynasty. Yeah, he could have solidified his legacy. And to be honest, people would have forgot he was ever in Cleveland because he would have gotten so many rings. I shouldn't say so many, but he would have gotten more rings in Miami. And I think his – The road to more rings would have been less difficult if he had stayed in Miami. Not only that, but I just think he would be – like he would be representative of, of that organization. But anyway, LeBron's was definitely more important because it was game seven. It was the end of the series. It was the end of the game. And it was more electrifying in terms of just the awe factor. All right. But you got to expect LeBron to make that play. He was bigger and faster than any of those guys. And who did he block? Andre Iguodala on a layup pretty attempt. Pretty damn athletic himself. No, 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 no. Andre Iguodala of 12 years ago, absolutely. You know what happens? LeBron doesn't block it because Iguodala jams it home. Instead, he goes for a layup, JT. He blocked a layup. We're not talking about a dunk, a layup, all right? Now, and Iguodala didn't even see him coming. Giannis's block, I'm not saying is, is better. LeBron's is more important, more electrifying. But Giannis's was more skillful and challenging because he didn't foul DeAndre Aiden, which was impressive. You're a basketball guy. How hard is that play? His back is to the guy because he's defending uh, the, the pick and roll. Literally has to turn and jump and block <laughs> the ball. He has to knock it out of Aiden's hands. 
Aiden's is a he's a big guy going to dunk it. So now we're talking about a dunk doesn't foul him, and DeAndre Aiden sees him and he two still th- tries the power at home. Two things on that play tips it, and that turned around the series. You can't deny it. That was almost like LeBron's yeah. game seven. Yeah, it did turn around the series, but I always felt Milwaukee was was in it just from the first game I saw. Like I know I picked the Suns to win in six, and I was like, I watched the first game, I was like, uh, we'll see. I, I don't, I don't see them. I don't see them having what it takes to beat them in the long run. But two things on that on that uh, play with Aiden that I noticed every time I keep watching the replay. One, say what you want to. I don't think it was a good lob by Devin Booker. I, th- I think it was lazy. I think it was not well-timed. And then I'm looking at DeAndre Aiden, and yes, he's a, he's a big person. He's tall. He ain't the explosive leaper that Giannis is. And it just seemed like bad lob. Big lumbering guy slowly soaring through the air. And then Giannis, who's like this super freak, just turns around and blocks. It's still impressive, but it just, it was, he got, I feel like Aiden got set up the more I look at that replay. You just hated You laugh because you know it was a bad lob. You just, you just hating on Giannis. That's all. You're just hating on Giannis. But listen, I'm not denying what LeBron did. So I guess let's just leave it at that. All right, so you done? Uh, we, I know Giannis. We already gave him his flowers. Anything else you want to add? Uh, nope. Good job, Giannis. All right, let's talk about a guy that I was surprised. Actually, was not- actually, I do. Hold on one second. I'm oh, sorry. Gosh, what do you want to say now? I want to take. I want to do a, a brief sports confession here, real quick. Bro, it's not that, even a section no it, more. It doesn't matter. That not only was I right about the Milwaukee Bucks getting to the to the finals and winning, but I must admit. I was right about Nate McMillan taking over with the Atlanta Hawks when you said they should not have fired Lloyd Pierce, but I said it was time for him to go because the players didn't want to play for him. In comes Nate McMillan, best record in the second half, Eastern Conference finals appearance. I don't know. They don't call me the Don for no reason. You done? (laughs) Yep, now I'm done. Hey, so let's talk about a player that I'm surprised was not on your list for somebody who's the next up that is feeling the pressure to win a title, and that's uh, Damian Lillard. So I know everyone's hearing the rumors that uh, it started last Friday where uh, he denied reports that he had requested a trade and admitted that he has not made any firm decision on what his future will be. Also, uh, Lillard said that he wants to be with the Trailblazers and he wants them to be more urgent as he questions whether simply adding a coach is enough to make a championship team. So I want to ask you, should Dame try to get out of Portland or can he win a championship there by recruiting other guys to come join him? Look at exhibit a Giannis Antetokounmpo. He was able to win in Milwaukee. I don't see why Dame Lillard cannot do it in Portland, especially he's got CJ McCollum. But they do got to get him help. There's no doubt. Like, he needs to put that urgency on them. I mean, but, they got a pretty deep team, though, man. <laughs> well, well, that's what I was going to say. Like, they've shown they can draft well, right? Not only him and CJ, but you look Nurkic. in the past. You look in the past throughout their history. LaMarcus Aldridge. You can go back to Drexler, Sabonis in the, you Roy. know, in, in the night. In the yeah. I mean, we forget about Brandon Roy. But then they also make good moves, in my opinion, Carmel, like back in the day, Pippen, right? They brought him, in. but Carmelo now, Norm, Norman Powell, like who, who, are, who declined his player yeah. option. Speaking yeah. of recruiting, well, I, I must say to his defense, I, I imagine he can make more on the free agent he market might, at but this point. 
I, 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 it wasn't followed by like, oh, he's looking to stay with Portland. It's, it, they made it seem as if like he's like, look, I just don't really want to well, be here. Well, no, what I'm saying is he can make more money elsewhere yeah, for because sure. I'm sure Portland's, you know, going to be strapped toward the cap here. But also, JT, I think, I think he should stay. You saw it in Giannis's expression last night. It's more fulfilling, and you saw it in when LeBron did it in Cleveland compared to Miami. That. And, and you can see it. You with feel the, validated. Yeah, you see Giannis's expression to KD. KD was more of a relief. Giannis was exuberant about it because it's always more fulfilling when you do it in the city and the team you were drafted than somewhere else. So uh, I think he should stay. It's funny you brought that up about the Bucks because I feel like this situation isn't like the Bucks at all. And I think, one – the players they put, I keep telling you about this, the role players they put around Giannis, well, that that essential big three in Milwaukee is probably the best in the NBA. And it's been like that for a couple of years. Like, I don't think the surrounding pieces like that in Portland are anywhere close to that. And then is McCollum really a number two? Like, you, you're counting on to take you to, like, an NBA finals? Like, we're still debating whether Lillard is a number one. Like, I think he is, but... He's not like a like a Giannis where it's like, okay, like he's for sure the number one and then like we can get other guys around him. So I don't think it's like Milwaukee. Reason I'm going to say he should not stay and recruit is because as I love uh, Chauncey Billups, that situation in Portland gives me lame duck vibes. And I think right when they made that move, it was there was a whole bunch of drama like from NBA players, analysts about, you know, like the the way that he was hired there. And I don't know what's going on, but all of a sudden that happens. Now there's rumors of Dame wanting out. And I just think whatever, I think you'll, when Dame leaves, you'll start to see that it's really like the Portland front office that is, they don't know what they're doing there. And I think because they're in Portland, we don't see it, but you see it with the coach. And then when he was let go, um, everybody was like, you know, like he's really not a good coach, yada, yada, yada. I just don't think that's a good front office. And we're going to find out probably the next year or so. That's what the case is. And that's why he should leave. See, I don't agree. When when they've had such a good run in Portland, how can you now say, JT, they, I swear, they're like the San Antonio Spurs without the without the, the titles. Right. I mean, to be without consistently the titles, in the playoffs. But to be consistently in the playoffs is what I'm saying. Like they do it with guys that are not like – you know, number you one overall. It, I can picks. look at it this way: How many times has Portland had really deep teams? Like, even look back in the day, you just described when they had like uh, Bonzi Wells, Sabonis, all those guys. Like, they still didn't win. And it's okay, but something. It's something because, out, it's because something of is, it's because they blew a fifteen point fourth quarter lead to Kobe to these hey, two guys named Kobe and Shaq. Hey, whatever you want to call it, they haven't won. And usually, when that starts happening, you got all these good players cycling through throughout the years. I'm starting to look at the front office, and I think people in the NBA know it, especially the players. But let's just say, all right, he leaves Portland. What's one team that should make a serious push for him? Oh, it. It's the 76ers. There's no doubt. They can trade Simmons. Um, so he can go there and just miss free throws with nobody watching them on the West Coast. And and they don't have to give up too much of their future. They probably can give up Simmons in like a first-round pick at this point. And I think Dame is a better fit with Embiid for sure than Simmons, which now helps Tobias Harris. And to me, they are instant challengers in the East, even against – 
the Milwaukee Bucks and Nets because you got the big guy, you got Dame who can shoot it late in the game, and you got that number three, which I'm still a big Tobias Harris fan if he's your number three. Uh, yeah, his, uh, his number three card is in doubt right now. How can you not go with the Miami Heat? Like, it's tailor-made for him to come there and, like, but JT, the- is, how is he going to take you to the next level? You just, just said it. Good you just said it. We're debating whether he's a number one. I think it's a good fit. So I, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I didn't say I didn't think he was a number one. I said it's, I said I do. I think it's debatable how people feel about him as a number one. I think he, I, in the right situation, I think he can be a number one. But in Miami, you don't have to be one because that's just how the organization runs things. We're going to make sure we have depth. We're going to make sure people play defense. And guess what? He's old school. And guess who the other old school dude is in the NBA? Jimmy Butler. And guess what? He knows that. And he knows that everybody's going to work their ass off and they're going to do what they're supposed to do. And it's not going to be, you know, all fun and games. We're going to work. I think he fits perfect with Spo, with Riley. Um, we already got out of bio, young superstar in the making. We got some other young, talented guys around him. Like, maybe we'll have to give some of them up, but there's plenty of them. None. Hero. Um, I was, uh, uh Robin, Duncan Robinson, you know, we got a bunch of guys. And then Jimmy Butler is still a top 15 player at worst. So I just think him coming to the heat and if we don't have to give up too much, I think that's definitely a move that will back my original comments up of why I don't think the Bucks will win it again in the next five years. It's like if Dame comes to Miami, I think it's a perfect fit. That's just you being a Miami Heat fan right there. Do you honestly do you, Answer this question. Like, I know you, I know you said that going to the Sixers is the best thing, right? And just humor me. Tell me that if let's say Dame goes to the Sixers, it's a straight up swap. They get rid of Simmons. So now it's Dame and B and Tobias Harris. Tell me you don't see there's a there's a strong chance that team might not even make it to the second round or out of the second round of the Eastern Conference. Eastern Conference. I think you're putting a lot of stock. And, and this isn't anything against Duncan Robinson and Tyler. No, I'm, just, and no I'm strictly. You're putting a lot of stock into what happened in the bubble. And you saw what happened when they play in front of crowds against a team that is better than them top to bottom. And so unless, unless Adebayo can step it up. And I've seen the Sixers in the bubble, outside the bubble. Like I just, I just know what they are. And maybe how can you say that when Kawhi had to beat them on a miracle shot in this past year, they probably move on if Simmons is not such a liability. If Dame is on that court, that's that's who they've been. I do agree with you on the bubble aspects, but I can say this too. Guess what? The Lakers kind of struggled too, because guess what? They played a lot of games in close proximity between the end of that season and then the beginning of this season. So I already expected the Heat to struggle this season because they didn't really have any rest. And, like, that that series with the Lakers, like, they both put it all out there. So, like, I know they were exhausted. So, we'll see this year who the true Heat are. But I believe just in the organization, like, we draft well. The players develop well. I mean, I just trust them over the 76ers. All right. Well, we will see. So let's go to the NFL now, JT, as training camps have opened uh, this week with the Cowboys opening on Wednesday and the Steelers set to open on Thursday Hall of Fame receiver and former Miami Hurricanes receiver Michael Irvin made news this past week with his comments about the vaccine by the way check out our IG post great job JT 
on it uh, for more information. And as well, make sure you like our post and follow us. So Michael Irvin said, and I quote, if you're not one of the teams at the 85% vaccinated threshold, are you really thinking about winning a championship? End of quote. And he also mentioned how to a great number of people on, on the Cowboys team that there's maybe more things more important than winning a championship. And that's what makes him worried. However, Cole Beasley, who we know has been outspoken in his opposition to the vaccine and the uh, NFL coronavirus related protocols disputed Irvin's comments. So JT is Michael Irvin, and you can elaborate on his, his specific comments if you want. Is Michael Irvin correct with those comments? So first, what I want to say is interesting. I didn't, I didn't uh, know you were going to bring up Cole Beasley because I feel like he's been on like the opposite of anything like Provax. And I just, whether it's Irvin or Cole Beasley, I just hate that it's gotten to the point where getting a vaccine for a virus that's killed what six hundred thousand plus people has become political. And I think that's terrible because, like, forget about you know NFL games. Like, you just you just want people to be safe. You know regardless if you know you believe in it or not but as far as do I agree with Michael Irvin's comments absolutely 100% because another thing that he was basically describing was he was saying that this is not like the NBA basically if the wrong guy catches COVID or tests positive misses two games like that could be the end of your season and it's true like NBA first of all Less less players, less personnel, easier to create a bubble environment. And also, too, there's more games. So didn't Chris Paul uh, check at the health protocols and miss the game or whatever? And then, like, it didn't affect them winning that series. So absolutely, I agree. And then I want to know, how is what he said any different from – let's just use Tom Brady as an example. Like, Brady's going to make sure, like, from the beginning of the offseason until the end that his guys are all checked in whether that means they're getting together, even against the rules, working all off season. He had a B live with them. Um, and then they're all focused and locked in during the season. Like that's all they care about. Like there's no outside distractions. Like that's what people consider locked in. Like times are changing. Like COVID's not going away. Like this is something that should be entered into that, that same conversation of, all right, this is what it means when a team is locked in at the NFL level. Like, Yes, like get vaccinated so we don't miss games. Like you should make it a priority. Like that's what they're always saying in football. You know, like make the game a priority, sacrifice for the team. Like if you catch COVID and miss games, like you're not putting the team ahead of yourself. So I absolutely agree with his comments. And I I was surprised we didn't see it last year when it mattered. But I mean, do you really trust us to go another season in the NFL where a big name player doesn't catch COVID and it puts them out at the wrong time. Like, do you trust that's not going to happen this year? No, I don't, I don't trust that. I, I think it probably will happen and it may happen early on, right? It may happen as soon as this week with training camp, we actually don't know. And, and, you know, I, I'm not trying to make it political or anything. And, oh, absolutely you know, not. I, I respect, you know, everyone's opinion on this matter and their opinions on the vaccinations, because, you know, each individual person is in control of, of their own body. And so I will say, you know, I'm vaccinated and, and I wanted to get vaccinated as I trust in the, uh, the medical field and the medical providers and the, and the experts here. 
Um, but, you know, at the same time to, to each their own, you know, of what they want that goes into their body. So getting to the actual comments by both guys, right? Cause then Cole Beasley not only disagreed, but he said that, you know, someone could be vaccinated and then not do all the right things off the playing field in terms of working hard or whatever. And, that doesn't make that person a better teammate just because they got vaccinated or it doesn't make them a better player. It doesn't mean that they care more. So while that may kind of be true, what Cole Beasley was trying to say there, but in terms of what Irvin's specific comments were that, you know, Hey, we're trying to win championships. And if the wrong guy gets sick, not going to be able to play, this could affect everything. Like he's, he's technically right. I mean, guys are willing to take, certain painkillers or, you know, is Beasley, you know, guys are playing through certain things and some are you teammates. Like an, are you like anti-tortal? Like, are you, are you going to stop taking painkiller injections? Like NFL guys do whatever it takes to, to, and, to and, get out there on Sunday. And, like this is something that you'll have to do to make sure you're out there all 18. And, and that's my point, right? Is that guys expect other guys, unless they literally cannot walk, they expect you to be out there every Sunday. And so, and sometimes they'll say, Hey, what's the phrase, whatever it takes. Right. Yeah. So Cole Beasley, I, I, I gotta say, I gotta say Michael Irvin, I, I think that's kind of his point is, Hey, most important thing right now should be winning a championship, which I think you got to put family and some other things first, but but, but anyway, you know how but, it is with football. But, but we know what he meant there. We, yeah. we know what Irvin said is that all the other curricular stuff outside of, you know, faith and family, like that, that championship football should be next is what he was trying to say. But also Cole Beasley goes further and says, you know, the NFL is only doing this because they want to make money because they need us to play to make money. Uh, Cole Beasley, you realize you get paid when you play. And so the NFL, yes, if they make money, guess what that means? It means you get to make your three and a half million or whatever it is. And then two, that's how like, a partnership works. And then he's like, oh, there's just these rules. Uh, excuse me. Are you not part of the NFL rules, right? Yeah. Are you not part of the NFL PA that agreed to these rules, agreed to the CBA? And guess what? If there were no rules, people would be going 100 miles an hour in a residential neighborhood instead of 25. Yes, you may want to go 100, but you don't. You know why? Because you know the rule is 25. So if the rule here in the NFL is 85% or more, you know, the team can have everyone in the waiting room. Guess what? The rule is there for a reason. And whether just because you don't like it doesn't mean it's a wrong rule. And then the last part is where I think Irvin, again, is correct in terms of what he was trying to say is that, and you know the phrase JT of all the coaches say it, the greatest ability is it's availability. There you go. So if you're not vaccinated and you get COVID, guess what? Yes, you are going to be out longer and for a good reason, whether it's because the NFL, it's in the rule, or unfortunately, because you don't have the vaccine, you can get those symptoms much stronger. And that means you're going to be out longer. So yeah, I mean, I mean he's technically not wrong meaning but also in. too like let's just be real like the reason cole beasley can do this is because ain't nobody relying on cole beasley to win no, no super bowl like he can he can surprise you and be you know a nice little piece but it ain't like if stefan diggs ain't vaccinated and he misses two games like that completely changes the buffalo bills whole outlook like cole beasley 
wasn't he injured in the playoffs last year and they still perform well like he is not going to make or break whether they win a Super Bowl or not so he can have this stance he missed some games uh whatever we'll, we'll throw somebody else out there they, get, they got enough receivers it's dependent on who who is actually saying it but and you made a good point about you know if you're not vaccinated you know how this can affect you long term just look at the athletes who weren't I mean, really, a lot of you weren't vaxxed last year by the time the NFL was going on. But look at Cam Newton. He was playing well. Caught COVID was never the same for the whole season. And it's on record that he said that it really, you know, kicked his ass the rest of the season. Um, even the NBA, look at Jason Tatum. He's like, look, I caught COVID. I have to use an inhaler for, like, the foreseeable future. I never had to do that before. Like, there's serious, serious uh, long-term effects from not getting vaxxed. And I know to each his own, you know, you can have your opinion. But like we said, the the whole thing of what Irvin was saying is like, if you're a football player and you are about winning championships, it's all about football. And all that stuff that used to be all about football, the training, the focus, not letting outside things distract you, like getting vaccinated is a part of that now because COVID is not going anywhere and it's affecting games. So I think that Cole Beasley stepped in it, but he was really just talking to the Cowboys. He was like, look, I'm tired of you guys losing. You guys have a legit shot to win it you know, next one or two years, get all on board with the training and stuff, but also make sure everyone's back so we don't miss any games that we don't have to. And listen, Cole Beasley, he's entitled to his opinion on it, and and, and he's been outspoken about it, and Irvin was entitled to his opinion because he was talking about his former team, the Cowboys, that he was concerned about those guys in the locker room. He didn't call out from what I heard any other team. And so basically it's like he's saying if Zeke and Dak catch COVID, it's over. Like that's true. Right. <laughs> it's true. We saw what happened last year. And makes sense while Michael Irvin, who's a superstar, and if he didn't play for the Cowboys, it'd be a totally different team. Why he says this is important. And Cole Beasley, who's like the number three receiver on a team full of number three receivers, says, ah, whatever. So nobody's gonna it, miss Cole Beasley if he if he doesn't play games. Well, I did read an article interesting, interestingly enough, you say that that said something that Cole Beasley could be his mouth could be running him out of the league, but I don't know if that would actually happen. Oh, I can definitely see that. I, I don't know if that would actually happen, but I think what Irvin was really getting to is you need to what he was trying to say was yes, the off-field stuff, you got to be working hard and everything, all else equal with the vaccine, you are now ahead of other teams that aren't at the 85% threshold. I think that's what he was getting at. Mm-hmm. So all right, so we're going to stay in the NFL, talk about my guy, Miami native, Lamar Jackson. Why are you, why are you smiling? You don't like Lamar? Bro, he plays for the Baltimore Ravens. Unless he was a Steeler or he played in the <laughs> NFC. I, obviously, if he was a Steeler, I would love him. I'd be so excited. But I can't, come on, I can't, I can't root for a guy that plays in Baltimore. <laughs> well, we all know Lamar has been making headlines this past week, not for what he's saying, but what he's doing off of the field. So first... Uh, he's in negotiations for a contract extension with the Ravens, who you love. But here's the kicker. He's doing it without an agent <laughs> as he is representing himself with the help of his mom, team mom. Love it. Also, uh, back on, I believe it was July 12th, Lamar was recorded out in the community with uh, kids when he started going and doing one on one drills with players. This included playing defensive back and running routes while on an asphalt basketball court. So in your opinion, is Lamar making the right move by representing himself with the help of his mom without an agent? 
Well, as you recall, JT, and I know you do, he already did it once with his rookie mm-hmm. contract, and it worked out pretty good. Um, and if you can pull it off and save that agent fee, that agent percentage, you know, the commission, uh, hey, great, more money, more power to you, because you really do then control uh, maybe your own destiny, but at least the terms of the contract without others in your ear. Um, but JT, there, there's, you know, a lawyer phrase that you never want to represent yourself. Right. And so <laughs> uh, I can pull up the exact phrase. It's, it's pretty funny, but, and I think that's what he's doing here. And I don't know if that's the best thing for him. Like I know he obviously has his best interest because it's him, but I don't know if he's doing himself a favor. I think he might be doing himself a disservice there. And this is the other thing. I don't think you can have family members helping in when it comes to money and management. And I understand it's his mom could be the best mom in the world, best parent in the world. I I believe just got to, got to be separate, right? Got to be, got to be a parent, got to be the child or in in terms of the, the son and it's got to be separated. You can't mix the business in, in my opinion, especially in these situations. Um, And there's a reason that agents go get certified. There's a, there's a reason for that. So him trying to do all of this, he's taking away from what he does best. And what is that JT that playing ball? So I'm not, I'm not going to criticize him for it. I just think that he may be better off with it, with an actual agent. Um, it's tough. Well, I, do you remember when he was getting drafted, there were all those reports that, oh, you know, like the knock on him was, you know, like he's too close to his mom. His mom might be too involved, like with him, like as a football player. And there was, that was like the thing I remember. And it's like, you know what? Good for him. Turned out to be the best thing that could happen to him because one, he stayed focused. He stayed grounded since he's been in the league and he's been successful having her in his corner. So Whatever happens, they're going to go through it together. And she seems to have his best interest at heart. So team mom, I love it. But why not? And this is kind of going to play into um, my next question on this, because I really want to talk about this because I think this is a uh, a bigger deal long term for the NFL and agents rather than just Lamar. But I don't think he's. I don't know if it's the right move per se, because I, I do agree with you. I, me personally, I get nervous anytime like contracts are involved because it's, that's the thing. It's like, Oh, you know, like what are they hiding? Let's get like that professional eye to look to see what's hidden. So from that aspect, I would say if he is not going to have an agent, at least have that person there with you that can, you know, read contracts and see if there's any, you know, fast ones they're trying to pull on you. But um, I want to go directly into this next question. Um, how big of a deal do you think it is for ages in the future that a superstar like Lamar Jackson, who's about to sign a huge deal, is not using an agent to negotiate his contract? I don't think it's a big deal for for agents or other agents um, in the in the future. I mean, we know Richard Sherman already doubles as his own agent. And you look at him. Guess what, JT? He's a he's a free agent right now. We don't know if he is going to get signed. So, but that, that has nothing to do with him representing himself without an agent though. 
Maybe yes, maybe no. We no. don't know, right? Maybe teams he's, don't want to have old, to deal. He's older, and then he okay, also had the unfortunate you, you, incident. But you, you he, he, like, he's, you he hasn't like, been signed because he's older, so you, like he you, has to wait. But you act like he's 39. I mean, the guy's, I what, mean, 32, he's old. He's what, like 34? Darrell Reeves got another shot. But anyway, guys will, again, they will not want to do this because it takes away from what you do best, the training and the playing. And then this is the other thing, JT. Let me ask you this. All right. You think this is going to be like a new wave. This great. This is a great idea. Let me ask you these questions. These are examples of things we pay for that we easily could do ourselves. Wash the car. Do you wash your own car at home? No, I haven't washed my own car in like 10 years. (laughs) There you go. Do you fix your own tire or do you have triple A or call somebody? I do have AAA. I feel like you're trying you, to attack me. What you trying to say? I'm just useless or something? No, no. Like, do I'm, you do these no, things? No, no, because I'm with you. Everything you've answered so far, I think about the same. You, you asking me these questions. I, like, I feel like I'm okay. talking to you and my wife. Like, do you change the tires? <laughs> do you wash the car? Do you, you going to ask me, do I do my own laundry next? I do do that. I got some sort of value. Do we, do you think, do you mow the lawn? Who mows the lawn? Okay, there you go. There's no, no, no. We, seriously, no, we legit easily question. Who mows the lawn? Like, I know of, one person that mows the lawn. That's my neighbor. Like, my, my that's parents, the only person I've seen mow their lawn probably last, like, maybe five years. Hey, shout out to my parents. They still mow the lawn. Old school. My my dad is so, old school as it comes. To, he don't even mow the lawn no more. <laughs> so <laughs> he, taught, he taught me a long time ago, pay the, pay the lawn, man. Listen, there's so many things out there. Google, there, there's all this technology and, and information. Do you manage your own money or do you have a financial advisor? I mean, I don't have a financial advisor. I manage my own money. Okay, but there's financial advisors in the world, right? Cook. How many times a week do you cook at home? Uh, probably like two, two, two. or three. So then, but, means- I, but, but we but we cook. You know, obviously, okay. How many left. times do you eat your own cooked food? Bro, what's your point you trying to make? My yes, point I is... Sometimes I but... don't. Like, you going you go to ask me everything I do? Yes, I, would... I cook. No, I don't mow the lawn. I, no, I, I don't wanna... have a financial advisor. No, I don't change a tire. Wanna... Yes, yes, I know how to do laundry. Like, what's the point? Like, damn. I wanna, I wanna is, it gonna, is it going to hurt ages or not in the future? <laughs> Are you trying to ask me a question personally? Or are you trying to talk about I, Lamar? I want to pull back the curtain a little bit and, and, and let fans get to know Bro, you a little bit more. But... Let me answer the question. My whole point is we could all those things I mentioned, we easily could do ourselves, but we don't. We pay someone else. And that is what most players are going to do. Why spend that time and the effort and everything to save 3% on a $100 million deal? To them, that $3 million is not worth possibly messing up possibly wasting time getting aggravated and being insulted by your organization guys don't want to do it that that's why they get an agent that's why they get an agent so no agents are not going to be worried about in the future it's not going to be this this massive wave of players representing themselves for that reason i just said because they can pay someone to do it i disagree with you and i think it's a huge deal and i'll tell you why uh, one, all you need to know about the situation is you did not, I didn't mention this when I was introing this topic, but one of the things that's been going on this off season is the NFLPA has been reaching out to Lamar Jackson and urging him to, to use an agent to negotiate this contract. And he's turned them down multiple times. So to me, what that tells me is they see what's about to happen. And 
if you want to blame anybody to why this is going to be a big deal for agents, blame the NFL. Because one of the things that I never understood that the NFL does that really doesn't happen in all the other American sports is they release the terms of their contracts way too much. Like everything that an NFL contract has in some way or fashion is in the, is in the media. Like that's average fan knows. We know how much guaranteed money they're getting. We know that's important. We know after, you know, after when they can cut them with no damage or penalty to the team. Uh, we know um, like what are some like opt-out clauses. We know like what's in, what they can do, what they can't do. Like everything that's in the NFL contract has some way made it to the media. So guess what? I'll ask you a question. If you are a star quarterback like Lamar Jackson, and you know, this is how it goes. One, it's all about the guaranteed money. So in your mind, you know how much guaranteed money you want. And the NFL is always about, if you're good, it's the next guy up at your position. So you know what the floor is as far as what your contract should look like. Why do you need an agent? Because really, it's just about the guaranteed money. So if you get the guaranteed money you want, that's basically 85% of it. And all, And as long as you're making more than the last guy that was at your position that got the big raise, like those are probably the two things that matter. Guys want to get paid at the top how they feel that because it's their time and they want all the guaranteed money like why if you're a huge star why do you need an agent to get that again you possibly don't but part of it is knowing what your value is in terms of you guaranteed know. money but hold but, on but that's hold my, on. But, you, you asked me the question and what i'm saying is yeah you could go do it yourself but there's a couple of reasons why you wouldn't again you don't know if you're getting top dollar value in terms of guarantees you and do because two, you do and then because two, guess what you everybody everybody who signs a, a, a contract especially the major ones all the details are all over espn so guess what uh who was the last big quarterback to sign mahomes the reason mahomes had that mahomes had that big complicated deal literally they had a whole espn show to explain how all the stuff works you had to explain to me what the hell a mechanism was like we know everything that could go into an NFL contract. So, the bigger okay. the player that signs the contract, the more open okay. it is to the public. Let, and you let know me what it back. is. Let me go back to answering your question. Well, one, the reason why we know so much about the NFL contracts is because in hockey, you don't pay attention anyway, even though that, that info is out there. Baseball has no cap. All the money is guaranteed. It's guaranteed. So there's no reason. And basketball is all guaranteed too. I get it. So that is why, and it's a soft cap, in the NBA. So that is why we don't hear about all these different terms. And we know, you know, June 1st, the cutoff when you can cut someone and after you can cut someone. I get it. Because I in get the NFL, it's way more important. But this is the other reason why you don't want to represent yourself. It's a lawyer. They always say in law school, don't represent yourself because you get emotional, even though you think you know what you're talking about. And you're your own worst client, basically. And that's what these guys would do. They would take all that, that negotiating and take it personal and it's not personal it's business and so now you're never gonna like any team honestly i think you're i think you're looking at this i'm not gonna say you're looking at this wrong i think you're looking at this differently i think where i think where you're right is the average nfl player i think they will still need an agent because i think the the smaller the contract the more you do need negotiations because that's where you have to push and pull to get more guarantees for yourself as a player for guys like Lamar, you really don't because guess what? He is he knows 
what his range of guaranteed money will be as far as he can ask. And that's all really, that's all that matters because guess what? Let's say who, who has the highest guaranteed money in the NFL. Let's just say it's Patrick Mahomes, right? What is he getting like hundred something million guaranteed? Like he knows like whatever Mahomes has, like I can't go over that unless the Ravens are willing to play ball. I can ask for it. But also let's say like the quarterback that signed like four contracts ago, got like 65 million guaranteed. I know as long as I get between 65 million and 100 million guaranteed, that's where my contract should be. And guess what? If I land somewhere at 80 million guaranteed, I'm happy because guess what? That's money they're always going to owe me no matter what happens. And it's all going to go to me and not an agent. Like the NFL did this to themselves because they let the cat out the bag. They let everyone know that no matter what that contract says, how much for how much the length, all that really matters is the guaranteed money. And that's the point. You don't need an agent when you're a superstar to negotiate your guaranteed money because it's kind of like when the uh, when the rookies get drafted. They don't have to really negotiate. There's a set. After that's how much you get paid. Same thing with NFL stars. Next man up, you know what your floor is and you know what your ceiling is. It's easy negotiating. I don't totally agree. There may be a couple here Bro, or there. It is. I'm <laughs> telling you. Agents... For these big stars, agents are going to end up like the record companies. Like, you're going to make the most out of the guys when they're the youngest and they're coming up. So, like, those high school and college football guys, like, when they come into the league, maybe. But once they get to that second contract, they're going to they're gonna be around guys that know, you know, ask for this, ask for that. They know guys that have been in the league, what to ask for. Like, just because you don't have an agent doesn't mean you don't have people that are knowledgeable that are in your ear. But Lamar again, is ready for this. That's why he doesn't have an agent. And that's fine. And that's one guy. But – Again, you're forgetting. You're just kind of poo-pooing what I'm not. agents do. Yes, you are. You're I'm saying not. you're saying anyone. I'm just saying, no, I think I, I just said I think agents are valuable. I think this applies to. I think this applies. Like I said, I think it applies to quarterbacks, and I think it applies to guys that are superstars that are just going to be. They're going to be the next highest paid player at their position. Like this could be anybody. Like whoever. Like like T.J. Watt really don't need an agent. Like all he needs to worry about is all right. How much guaranteed money could I ask for? This is my ceiling. This is my floor. And then I'll let I'll pay attention to the rest after that. JT, that could have been done the past 20, 30 years. There's a reason why it's not being done because it's obviously not as easy as you're making it out to be. You well, even said, hold on. You even said yourself, and I'll pull up the tape. You didn't think Mahomes got a good deal. Well, yeah, because I mean. Uh, I have to go yeah, back and pull see, up that tape. See, it's but not I feel so like easy. he took a little bit of a discount, but they but they paid him in other ways where it didn't affect the cap. Okay, but the thing is going to be you as a player are going to need to spend hours and hours to be educated enough. And I'm not saying these guys aren't educated. They are educated, but you're going to need to be educated in this specific field. And there's a reason why a lot of these guys are either attorneys and went to law school like Drew yeah, Rosenhaus, but you're or also, they studied and passed the, the NFL agent test. But like, you're also you're assuming that you're also assuming, guess what? Guys that have played in the league don't talk to their agents, absorb the knowledge, and they pass it on to other players, of whether course, they're current players or younger players. Like, there's, there's, there's a reason that there's guys out there representing themselves, and it's becoming more and more common. There's a reason that Lamar Jackson's phone is ringing off the hook because the NFLPA wants him to have an agent. I know, I, I know I'm going to sound really ignorant and stupid saying this, and I promise I don't mean this 100. 
basically what players are finding out in the NFL is maybe agents just don't do as much as you think they do because they're lawyers and agents. Like, I'm not saying it's easy, but I don't think it's as complicated when you're a superstar at that level that people perceive it is. So, JT, answer oh, this question. I, 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 I get answer it, you this question. I, I just why, why do you, why do people hire financial advisors? It's the same thing, man. It's the same thing. There's so much info out there. You can be your own financial yeah, but, advisor. But the, you know why no, you no, don't no. do it? You know why you don't do it? Because you don't want to spend the time or the energy no, you know, doing you know, you, it. You, 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 know, you know why I don't think the financial advisor analogy is a good one? You're missing the point. Like, the template is already there for him. Like, you know, because it's all about the guaranteed but, money. Like, he can, tear, he can sign a contract, tear his ACL, and, you know, whatever, how the contract is set up, he can get cut. But NFL, they know it's all about guaranteed money. So really, that's all you should be caring about. So why do people spend so much money on a salary to hire an administrative assistant because they do all the scheduling and this and that? Some people might feel more more comfortable doing it that way. They don't want to spend their time doing that, and they'd rather pay for that convenience. And what I'm saying is that's what the agent does. And, you know, the reason why the NFL PA is reaching out because they don't want Lamar Jackson to mess something up because then they will feel responsible. He still falls under them. That is why they want someone certified to help him. I think they know that the Ravens are going to Why would they care? JT, why would they care about agents? Because they don't have relationships with agents. Agents take money out of the pockets of the players. Of course they do, but their main focus is the players. question. They have relationships with agents. What does that matter? They know that the Ravens are going to have to pay Lamar Jackson basically whatever he asks for. So if Lamar Jackson negotiates this huge record-breaking deal by himself, guess what? Aaron Rodgers or somebody else or the next quarterbacks that are coming up that negotiate that have their contracts up for negotiator going to say, you know what? Lamar did it himself. I can do it. I'm telling you, it's easy. It's going to be easier for quarterbacks. I think you're going to see a lot of lot of quarterbacks starting to represent themselves, especially the younger ones. Okay. We'll see again. We'll have to agree to disagree. What can I say? I mean, listen, you went down that rabbit hole. So don't, 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 you know, don't look at me. Don't look at me for that. So, JT, one other thing I want to talk about Lamar Jackson because you you went so off the rails here. Going back to what you mentioned as far as him playing uh, some one-on-one, doing one-on-one drills on the basketball asphalt, he he took some heat from it. He also got some support support from uh, Patrick Queen, one of his teammates. So do you or are you criticizing Lamar? for doing those things in terms of off the field activities like that? No. Cause I mean, I'm not going to criticize them. One it's, just, it's off season. I mean, they can do what they want. There's probably players out there doing more dangerous stuff than him. And, you know, we're just not talking about it. And then two, he's in his community. Like the, you see, look, all the videos, like the kids love him. Like everyone's happy. Like he's literally bringing his community together. The only thing I would say is I do have a problem. Look, man, you haven't been paid yet. So, and you're not the as as much as I love Lamar, I think he's a great quarterback. He's the type of quarterback that if he gets injured, it can change the way he plays the game. And I think NFL teams know that. So he has to be a little bit more careful than if like Tom Brady got hurt. Like if if Tom Brady, like, you know, like uh let's say like tears an MCL, like apparently he can play and win a Super Bowl with it. Like, cause Tom Brady don't have to run. So 
Lamar, if you need your legs, I would say just chill out until you get the money. And if you don't agree, go ask Jawan James because no matter how good you think you are, if the teams have an open lane to walk away from you and no money's involved, chances are they'll probably do it. So I'm not going to criticize Lamar because, again, hey, it's his life. You know, he, no, I, th- he, I think he should he do whatever he wants. He can do like, whatever he wants. I'm, I'm happy to see Lamar out there doing his thing. Like, he that, he could get hurt doing training. He can get hurt doing anything. But I would just be not doing anything until I got my money. But as sports guys who have this podcast and have this platform, you know, we can't give opinions. And I don't think he was making the right move there. So, one, JT, this is exactly why you need to have an agent. The agent would make sure he's not doing this stuff during negotiations. Are you Yo, so, kidding me? So, so why so why are you acting like the agent just going to save everything? Come on, we both watch ballers. How many times did the agent be like, "Yo, don't do this," and they go do the exact opposite of what he says? Like you like the agent what he says, like the player is going to do. Like players are going to do what they want to do. Yes, you and can no. get the. You yes don't think no. Lamar knows? Like you know what? All right, I, if I get hurt, but my money see, is over. But see, you that's do what, what you want to do. That's what happens. You get caught up in the moment. You need that person that's going to scale back. So the agent like, was hey. going to be right there with so, him at the camp. Like, so the, absolutely. Hey, hey, Lamar, the look, agent, man. The before agent you line made, up with this kid, you know, think about right. that contract. Oh, you know what? Agent, you're right, man. Thank God you were here because I wasn't thinking about yep. that. No, See, man. Exactly. Exactly. He knows. So a couple things here. One, I think that's great. He's out in the community with, with the young kids. He could have just thrown them the football. They would have They would have enjoyed it just as much burning some guy and Shoot, catching they, a they ball. Enjoy, for- they enjoyed him just getting out of the car. <laughs> exactly. So, and why do it on a basketball court? JT, that is that is exactly how you tear something. Are you kidding me? You could kiss that extension goodbye if that happens, because you're right. His game, while he can throw, first is predicated on his mobility. And if that's yeah. gone, he now is not the Lamar Jackson that's that's a threat as much. So he shouldn't have been on the basketball court. If you're going to do that, step I on mean, the grass been, field. I mean, Lamar been living, living dangerous for a couple of seasons now. What was and it, last year, he like jumped over a jet ski. Like, I mean, he just having fun. That's but why he needs an agent. At but some also, point, it's got to be a business decision. I'm, I'm assuming mama already let him know. Mom let him know. Hey, look, man, let's, don't blow this. Like, we got, we still got business to, to, to take care of. And, and as and you know, and Patrick Quinn's got to defend him. That's his teammate. But there's got to be part of Patrick Queen that says, hey, man, like, yeah, yeah forget you, about the money. Like, we you, need you for the season. <laughs> exactly. Like, yes, I know your money's important. You got to get yours. So, one, you got to focus and pay attention on those negotiations. Don't do this stuff. But, two, we need you. Like, you, a lot of people are relying on you besides just yourself. He's like, bro, please don't make us play with Trace McSorley. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you know, he's got to think that. Going back to Michael Irvin's situ uh comments maybe he's meaning a little bit of this too like hey you got to be all in here what are you doing i'm not saying you can't go and do that and be in the community but throw the ball you're a quarterback you know you're not um you're not deandre hopkins a receiver so throw the ball don't don't take those chances so again i'm not going to tell him what to do but He's got to be more careful. Hey, man, it's, it's risk-reward. That's life. I mean, I would I would probably, me personally, if I was Lamar Jackson, just being how I am, I'd be indoors in a vault until I sign my extension. I'm not going nowhere. And that's why you need an agent. So, JT, great episode. As always, thank you to the fans 
and listeners out there. We couldn't do it without you. And remember to please subscribe to us, JT and the Dawn All Sports Podcast. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and whatever platform you listen to all of your other favorite podcasts. And remember, if you like what we do, leave us a five-star review. And JT, if you don't like what we do, leave us a five-star review. And also, you can follow us on social media, our handle, JT and the Don, which can be found on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So, JT, until the next episode, see ya. Peace.